uh, sack to the future. <laughs> Edit the shit out. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to QSAC to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we are showing our love for John Cusack one movie at a time. And today we are going over his movie Identity. Yes. Um, last last episode we talked about uh, Say Anything because that had a pretty big impact on our lives. Uh, identity was the exact opposite for me because it made, made no lasting impact uh, on me whatsoever. So much so that I needed to look it up. I look up what was happening in this movie or what this movie is about. Um, well, see, yeah. you didn't see it in the movie theater when it came out. No. Yeah, and I did. And I only remembered two things about it. John Cusack was in it, and then I remembered the ending. But I didn't even remember the ending the way that I, the movie played it out. So I was just like, oh, yeah, this movie existed. The sad thing for me, though, is I discovered John Cusack pretty late in life. And just because of, like, so many missed opportunities and bad timing, so like just bad timing, I think the only John Cusack movie I've seen in theaters is 1408. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, also 2012. So I just thought those are my two John Cusack movies I've seen in theaters. None of his rom-coms? Not in theaters. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I didn't get to witness that, unfortunately. Okay. Unless he decides he wants to crank out another one anytime soon. Um, can't yeah. now, though? He can't. Well, we just saw that picture of him recently, so I don't know if he still wants to be doing rom-coms. He's, it's pretty serious now. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Let's Let's... Just jump right into the film. First, I want to talk about the movie poster, which looks pretty badass, I will say. I do love, like, the there's, like, an imprint of a hand, and each Mm -hmm. finger is, like, an outline of a person, and then the palm is, like, someone screaming, which looks amazing. I think it's Yeah. But the text on this said movie poster, I just, I don't, let me just, identity is a secret, identity is a mystery. Identity is a killer. The secret lies within. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that should have just been like red flags immediately. But also, this came out in 2003, though. I think we have to be like, it was a different time back then. Um, (laughs) You could say that about like six months ago, but like, it was a different time. Like, movies were different. Uh, you could be, like I, I like I don't know. I'm very forgiving when it comes to movies. I always try and find something good. Uh, but even like because I was watching old trailers the other day, and remember when there was always that voiceover guy? Yeah, the you know, so like guy. in a world, you know, so it's always trailers. I felt like were poorly cut up until a few years ago. Movie posters are pretty bad now, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very forgiving, but that's a pretty bad tagline. <laughs> That's just I'm pretty forgiving. That's just that's all you're gonna say. It's like Yeah, I'm forgiving, but not for this. (laughs) This is bad. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, no, we forgive this movie. It's you know, it's forgivable. (laughs) Yeah. But nothing past that. 
this movie was directed by James Mangold, who directed uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, he also did Logan. Um, you did way more research than I did. Dude, <laughs> I just was like, I don't want to hear about nothing. Yeah, I didn't even look up the movie to like ten minutes ago. <laughs> You're like, you have failed me, director. I will not look at your IMDb page. <laughs> But I just, yeah, I just saw the name and I was just like, whoa, Mangold did this. But um, so the starring John Cusack, of course, uh, Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, uh, Alfred Molina, also known as Doc Ock. Yeah, the whole time um, I was just like, when when are you going to just start with your arms, dude? Yeah, we're just like, we have to bury it in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a monster. Oh. Um, but a lot of people in this, but not a lot of his usual friends. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it uh, before we started recording, but I think that's a sign that we should take. Uh, for any John Cusack movie, we should take a uh, look at the IMDb page and just see how many of his friends he invited. And that could be like a metric to see how good he thinks this movie is going to be. Because if it's good, he'll be like, hey, I'm doing this movie. You should work on it with me. But if it's going to be less than good, and he didn't bring any of his friends, he that could be a warning. Everywhere. His sister's nowhere near this movie. Yeah, she's probably like, no, thank you. I'm doing Toy Story 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, there's so many things about this movie. Like, yeah. I don't even remember how it was marketed. Like you saw the trailers, I was like, I just went in. I was like, all right, just press play. I'm not going to be influenced by anything. I'm going to look at it as like who I am today and not who I was 17 years ago sitting in that movie theater. But even mm-hmm. then, like, I didn't remember. I don't remember. Like you know when you watch something or you think, like, you know, I think I watched this movie because it feels very familiar. I know I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on in this movie. The secret lies within, Grace. <laughs> the secret lies within. I just, I don't know. The whole time. Like, okay, try to explain it without giving a spoiler, John. So, the movie opens up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, no, I can't do this. Uh... See? I can't, you have to... Like, we should be able to explain this movie, but how can we? There's, like, two... There's two... a lot happening. Well, there's two, like... Two big... Timelines? But they're not timelines. There's the... Um... Okay, so there's the story where there are, what, ten? Ten people mm-hmm. who, like, find themselves at this motel and shit happens. And yeah. then you have this other line in the movie... Well, I think we're supposed to, like, we're led to believe that one is directly influencing the other. So sure. um, the movie opens up with them discussing that they're transferring a a, what, a serial killer or this, like, patient who murdered people um, okay. a night yeah, before yeah. his uh, execution. And they're transferring him to be interviewed regarding his uh, his case. Uh, during that time, a massive flood happens, and then shit gets bad. People are stranded at this motel. Uh, amongst those people is the prisoner and the prisoner, the guard transferring that prisoner, and that's when shit gets bad. Okay, so I th- 
But we don't even get the prisoner and the guard in the beginning. In the very beginning, when you start meeting the 10 people, it starts with family who don't really have names. It's stepdad, mom, and child. Yeah. Right? It's the guy from Scrubs, <laughs> the mom, and child. Yeah. And then just there's some weirdness around what happens with them. Yeah. That... They have a flat tie. Like, all right, we, we, we gave you a warning people yeah. spoiler spoilers. alert for every episode after spoilers. five minutes into episode spoilers. one spoilers so yeah so they get a flat tire from a shoe yeah that's connected to amanda pete's character yeah and her name is paris yeah okay um so she threw a shoe and they keep cutting backwards we're like flat tire what happened oh it's a shoe cut backwards and they're like oh someone was driving a convertible their bag opened up and then a bunch of her shit was on the road. One of those things was a high heel. Yeah. And then that family runs over it and then cut back to the family at the side of the road. The mom, uh, the mom gets run over by a car no, cut this to is John Cusack. Hmm? <laughs> this is the fucked up part is that she's playing with the child. Okay. So we get this really confusing scene and then all of a sudden the mom is at the hotel with the dad and Scrubs Scrubs boy. Scrub the man from Scrubs? Whatever. Yeah. Scrubs boy. He's <laughs> trying to explain something. Right? Uh, and then does it flash back from there? Yeah, and then it flashes back from there, and then we're in a limo with John Cusack. And he's arguing with someone to find her charger. So he has his eyes off the road, and then boom, he hits someone. Which is revealed to be the late the mom who's been said victim of car hitting yeah uh and then from there they they're in the motel they're like do you you have phones it's not working where's the nearest hospital so john cusack drives to the nearest hospital without the mom who is without the mom bleeding out yeah i'm gonna go to the hospital you just make sure that she doesn't bleed out don't you go dying on me in the car with you like what is happening too easy too easy <laughs> so in that process uh more flooding happens he sees on the side of the road amanda pete her car stops working they get to the flood now which, john cusack's car stops working <laughs> which okay number one amanda pete is driving in a convertible at no point does she put the convertible roof up Yeah. So it's she's completely drenched, and it doesn't even explain how her car stopped overheats in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, sure, car trouble. Yeah, it was a crappy car. Whatever. And then John Cusack's car stops working. I was like, oh, no, another crappy car. Doesn't stop working. Oh, it it floods. Drives it into the flood. Yeah, he drives it into the ocean. (laughs) He drives it into the lake-sized puddle uh, in the middle of the road. And then from there, John Cusack and Amanda Pete both have unfunctioning, non-functioning cars. And then another car pulls up and they're like, hey, we, do you have a phone? No, take us back to the motel. Yeah. So now there's a small party of people being like, she's dying, but we're, we have a a bunch of broken cars. (laughs) (laughs) And the, and the people who like picked up like Cusack and, and, and Amanda Pete, like, they were a couple, yeah, like a young-looking couple, yeah. And 
that, that that's all you get about them. Yeah, they're a young couple. Uh, the guy uh, right off the bat looks like a shitty person. Yeah, he's a complete um, He yeah, and that is the meat cute for this movie. <laughs> that is how everyone go back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the whole. That's how the first eight people is that eight people. Mm-hmm. All within a span of like whatever are stranded at this hotel motel in the middle of a storm. Yeah. And just when you think to yourself, man, this is a lot of people to get to know immediately <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, I'm, I, I should get invested in these people first, right? Well, you're wrong audience because right, right then Ray Liotta shows up being creepy Ray Liotta. And he's like, I have a prisoner. I am a police officer. And you're like, okay, this is where things are getting real now. So you, you're, you're led to believe that the whole plot of this movie is very simple. They're transporting a prisoner. Uh, shit gets bad because of weather. Uh, now all of these people, all of these, this group of strangers are trapped in a motel. Uh, there's a murderer there. And then slowly, one by one, they will start being murdered. Like, yeah. that's, that's what's going to happen in this movie. And they get murdered in the most ridiculous ways that I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a level below Final Destination murders. <laughs> <laughs> but one by one, we we start getting murders. Um, and then... <laughs> it's like we both took a sigh of like, what do we say after this? Cause like, yeah, I was like... Like they just die. <laughs> we set it up, but... The first murder... <laughs> Is the person who was in John Cusack's car because John Cusack is a limo driver. Yeah, and um, he's driving around an actress who walked off set. Yeah, that's all we get to about that's, her. That's all we know. Um, and then she has no cell service, so she goes out in the rain. Okay, so um, that's, that's one of the things I have to talk about it, about this movie is just the white people fuckery, like just. Just, I, uh, no other way than she just say white people gonna white people. Because CD Motel, she doesn't even want to be there in the first place. I don't know yeah. what the hell she's trying to do. She yeah. goes out in the dark. But even before rain. that, sorry, like while she's sure. checking into her crappy hotel, yes. she flashes the creepy looking hotel keep. Like a stacked wallet and just like, I want oh, your yeah. nicest shitty hotel room. <laughs> He's like, all right, it's really comfy. Yeah, this is the middle of nowhere. It's raining. You're stuck there and you're flashing. You're stacked. And she's like, all right, this is going to go well. Yeah. So like, cut back to what Grace was saying, where she's like, I'm going, this is safe. I showed my money. They know I'm worth protecting. So she goes out in the middle of the rain, in the middle of the night. Uh, and she just rudely rips out shower curtains to use as some sort of umbrella device. Yeah. And just stands in the Where middle did of the... Where she go, though? She, she, I, <laughs> she was just walking around. She walks around, and it looks like it's an abandoned playground. Yeah, I was like, are you at a playground? She goes through, like, a chain-link fence. Yeah, she goes through, like, a busted wall. And I'm like, bitch, are you not... And the whole time, like, she's like, oh, it's a bar. Oh, it's a bar. Oh, it's, a, like, one bar for my cell phone. And yeah. I'm like... Read the read the room, lady. <laughs> like yeah. there are so many signs that are like you gonna die. <laughs> like and surprisingly, she did die. <laughs> she was stabbed to death. 
No, you don't um, even know that. She turns around, she screams, and then all of a sudden the shower curtain is just red. Yeah, you're, I was like, all right, homage, we're at a motel. Norman Bates exactly. this shit up. It's pretty, I was just, I was, oh, wow. Yeah. And it happened fairly quickly. All yeah. All I know about this woman is that she walked off set. Yeah. And, and she's done. Yeah. So then, the way that they find her, and I think this is the most comedic thing I've ever seen in my life, is I don't even know what tips John Cusack's character. He has to have a name. What the fuck is his name? I think it's Eddie. Ed? Eddie? Ed? Okay. Ed. Ed. So, Ed is, like, doing that, like, I'm a man gonna lean up against a wall type of pondering, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, something tips him off to go into the laundry room. Mm-hmm. And he just starts checking all the laundry, like yeah. the dryers, until you hear, and, and he keeps opening all of them because for some goddamn reason, in this empty ass motel, all the dryers are on. Yeah. And they're washing boots and rocks. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> finally gets to the last one of course he like sees a bloodied scarf yeah and her head's in it and their head dead lady and he just looks at it and he's just like well that's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> but with less emotion <laughs> that's the thing of this entire movie is that the the reactions are off yeah and I think that's what was troubling me so much about, like, nobody, like, would, how do you react to finding a head? <sighs> you know? And here's John just opening the fucking door going, huh. And he doesn't but, call for help. But over time, we learn that John Cusack was a former cop. Um, and okay. he he stepped away because shit got too real, and he, he was he has a me- like a mental breakdown. He has a mental breakdown, so he was like, "I'm just gonna be a limo driver." <laughs> so maybe he saw that dead body as like, "I thought I was out." <laughs> they keep pulling me back. In. They keep pulling me back in. No, but... So maybe. He's just a disenfranchised, yeah. jaded there, there is death all around me. <laughs> but the thing is, he just kind of stands there. Yeah. He doesn't know what's happening. And for some reason, two other characters just show up and are like, ooh, what's that? Yeah, they're like, I got it. He's like, you guys got to see this. This is some shit. <laughs> and he calls over like the hotel manager. And then really, they just show up. They just show up. Oh like, no! They show up. I don't know. They show up, but the thing that bothers me is they go, "What's going on?" As if like, as if something would be going on in the motel in the middle of nowhere. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, why would they all of a sudden think something happened? Mm. <laughs> so like the whole time, I'm just like, all right. So there's something. Something. I I get it. It's an out. Okay, red flag number two is this movie is only an hour and like 27 minutes long. It did not feel like, are you kidding me? It's an hour and 20 minutes long? Is I it, just finished this movie and I felt like it was an hour and 40. 
Like it was just it was shorter than you think it is, but the pacing of the movie is real weird. Like it's really slow in the beginning, and then all of a sudden bitches start dying. Yeah. And it's really quick, but I'm also like, whoa! What and there's what? there's no good death. Like, I think most of the deaths are off camera, so we don't. And even if they were on camera, it's not like we're connected to these characters. We're just like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. But even so, they didn't even give us the joy of like on-camera deaths like Final Destination gives us. They're just like, we found another one. And you're like, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) So like to kind of just fast forward and all of a sudden change the pacing of like not only this podcast, but also mimic what happened in the movie. So you have Suzanne who gets beheaded who's and then immediately... oh right right sorry oh <laughs> it's like who's upset <laughs> exactly right i had to like look up her name and then immediately after that they have like a town a town hall meeting <laughs> yeah he rounds them all together they're all screaming at each other and then just for no reason whatsoever tell everybody how she died yeah and that they should all stay in the room together. Which immediately, they don't. Yeah. And then he also reveals, by the way, this cop is transporting a prisoner. That prisoner is now gone. By the way, I used to be a cop. Let's go. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Which one am I digesting first? No, yeah, so it hits you with that. And then one of the, the young girl, her I think her name was Ginny, just runs out crying. Yeah. She's already freaking out. And yeah. she already had like she's a like, bad I gotta get out of here. So she's running out and her boyfriend, partner, husband, whatever the fuck he is, runs they're, after her. Yeah, they're newlyweds. Yeah, they just eloped. And then you find out in a span of like two seconds that she's pregnant. And she lied about it, so she's not pregnant. <laughs> but they got married because they thought she was pregnant. Yeah. But and then, then she lied. Yeah, and but then also wasn't there that thing where he she tricked him into marrying her because someone said that she saw him they saw him with another girl. Yeah. Which there may or like, may not be true. There's and he started thing. getting violent like yeah, so there's this whole thing that he may have cheated on her, and that's why she freaked out and said, I was pregnant, so you have to marry me, because that cements this person to someone else forever. Yeah. And and then he's just started screaming at her, and then she got so scared because he's screaming at her that she locks herself in the bathroom, and he's trying to break down the door. Yeah. And then he dies. And then he dies. <laughs> and we didn't see him die. We just see a shadow in the back of the room of a person holding a knife. Yeah. And then she jumps out the window and then uh, creepy creepy Ray Liotta and John Cusack run through the room and just like, he's dead. (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's the most, again, it's just like there's blood everywhere and there's handprints. Yeah. And then he's just in the corner. And he's dead. And again... At this point in the movie, I am, again, I'm very forgiving for movies, so I'm still trying to find things that I would enjoy uh, regarding this movie. And the two things that I came with, I was like, I appreciate consistency. I was like, John Cusack yelling in the rain? Great. 
Ray Liotta being creepy Ray Liotta. Yes. That's good. Good, good work there because he knows his range. <laughs> because our first appear, our first uh, real thing with Ray Liotta, we're like, he's a cop. We should trust him, but we don't because he's Ray Liotta. Immediately cut to uh, Amanda Peet's character just trying to buy some snacks in a vending machine like one does when her shitty motel and people are being murdered. And he's just standing in the hall, just staring at her. And you're like, oh. In in my notes, because, you know, this is what one person does, is take notes. I put, why does Leota gotta stare so fucked up that way? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't, I'm sure that wasn't in the script. (laughs) They just, they were setting up the shot and they're like, that's good, Ray. Way to do some character work. And he's like, what now? that just makes you uneasy i think it's his eyes what is it about his eyes though are they like unnatural because the color i think it's i don't know i don't want to look at it i'm like i think it's partly the color and then i don't like i was gonna pull up a picture of ray liotta but i don't want him staring at me (laughs) like they're outlined perfectly there's something about like they're just they're creepy he's creepy (laughs) he's just creepy so at this point, this is when the movie really just kind of... It just gets weirder. It just gets weirder. At one point, John Cusack opens up a bunch of disposable cameras and starts taking pictures of, like, evidence. Oh. And he's just monologuing. And I'm like... My one thing, my one note there is, like, I kind of wish Cusack did more serious stuff like this. Like, he's perfect for, like, more, like, crime noir stuff if people still cared about that kind of genre. Whereas, like, he, like... Put him in a trench coat, a white shirt, and a butt like in a tie. Have him monologuing in the rain. I'll throw so much money at that. But alas, this is I think our only time he he does something like this, unless we discover something in a future podcast episode. <laughs> I I did appreciate that part because that's that's when you get real backstory, and he's the only one who gets real backstory. Yeah, because it's just these snippets, right? Like yeah. we get the snippet of Suzanne, we get the snippet of of Lou that you know, that's the husband, the second one to die. You get a snippet, and then that's it. Like they're done. That's that's their whole thing. But with him, he gets this intensive like story of how he was a cop and he hesitated and he and that made a girl like die and just it's yeah. you know. And I was like, if we had enough time. Well, all right, so do you think that would have helped if we had enough time? Like, if this movie was 20 or 30 minutes longer, we got more backstory for people, would you have enjoyed this movie more? I think so, because everyone's just one thing, right? You have Suzanne, the actress. You have Lou, the douchebag husband. You have the prisoner. You have Leota, the cop. You mm-hmm. have the stepdad. Mm-hmm. And again, stepdad, mom, and boy don't even have names. Yeah. Right? And the the... We get nothing, no backstory on the mom. The only thing we get out of the backstory of the stepdad is that he is the stepdad. Yeah. And then the kid is like, oh, he doesn't talk since an incident happened with his real father. We don't yeah. even know what that incident is. Yeah. So it's like, okay, here are the three. And and, and mind you, these are the first three that you, you see out of like the whole ten that are in the motel. And she's dying. And so the whole time I'm thinking, oh, they got to build up the family some way. So 
eventually when you when you see the mom die you're supposed to feel something Mm -hmm. but you don't i'm just like all right cool she's like what number six all right four more to go because at one point john cusack stitches her up she wakes up (laughs) you're like oh okay she's fine and then they walk into a room and like, she's dead, guys. You're like, what? What the fuck? Yeah. Everyone dies off camera, off screen. And, and you know, it's supposed to add to the mystery and the creepiness and all that stuff. But I'm like, I don't care about them dying. Yeah. Which is, you know, you're supposed to feel some type of attention. I, I think that was also it. Like, I didn't feel attention. Yeah. Like, any type of attention. Like, scariness or creepiness because this is what's supposed to be horror thriller psychological yeah like psychological thriller i was not thrilled (laughs) right and then okay so you get these like all right obvious murders right bitch got stabbed dude got stabbed the prisoner the next (laughs) again they walk into a room they're yelling so this, I is, don't even, I don't this even is the know pattern. To... They yell, yeah. someone leaves the room, yeah. come back, and they're like, oh no, someone's <laughs> dead. And they come, they grab the hotel manager's like, why did you kill him? And then they reveal the prisoner dead in a chair with a baseball bat jammed down his throat. An like, entire baseball bat. Yeah. It's so unsettling. To, they keep showing the baby Busey. The yeah, Jake Busey, dead. In, in the background. Yeah. Absolutely in the background. And no one is securing any type of like entrance to this place. Everyone hears everyone yelling. The dad who like obviously has something off with him walks in and is just like, Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. And me and Junior here are like, Oh my god. <laughs> he brings the kid inside. So yeah. the kid sees a bat just I don't even know how to say it. Like the dude is a whole bat is in his body. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and the kids see this. No one says anything. And then they're like, "All right, cool, figure this out." And just they day. everyone reacted so calmly as if they were aware of what was gonna happen. But even so, if you're like, "Hey, in the next room, there's a dead person," I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> By the way, that dead person also has three-fourths of a baseball bat jammed down their throat. I was like, what? And then I'd get in the room, and I would still be in shock. (laughs) But no, they're they're just... Oh, no. He's dead. So who did this? And you're like, what? Exactly. (laughs) And then immediately after you find out homeboy with the bat's dead. Yeah. They, and they start accusing another person because they were accusing the prisoner the entire time. And of course, yeah. like, the prisoner is not the killer. They s- accuse someone else. And the then, uh, hotel manager. Yeah. And so he tries to leave. And then immediately someone else dies. <laughs> oh, no. Before that, there are like, um, she, the hotel manager tries to take someone hostage because he oh, has a thing right. against whores, which yeah. is a weird plot thread. He has a weird thing about whores. And then there's a, 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 a Paris's character, Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. There's some a, uh, a, a a conf- confrontation with Amanda Pete's uh, prostitute character. They fall into the next room. 
open a freezer and then another fucking dead body comes out and you're just like, who the fuck is this? You find out that that is the original real hotel manager and uh, fake hotel manager is just passing through. Just found him. Found him. And then he decided he's going to run this hotel now. <laughs> and instead of burying him, instead of doing anything for eight months, he just puts him in the freezer. Yeah, because he's just like, I wasn't hiding him. It was just hot out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, and <laughs> so this tidbit comes out and they're like, you failed him. And then, <laughs> so he freaks out. He gets into the truck. And then immediately the stepdad's like, what's all this rocket? <laughs> he just randomly walks around. What's going on over here? And then he gets of course, run over. Yeah. By. By. <laughs> Motel Larry. Yeah, Mo- Motel Larry, who just happens to have the same exact goddamn name as the original motel owner who died yeah. of natural causes, apparently. Yeah. He was Larry, I was Larry, so I just took over. That's a literal It's my line. birthright. <laughs> it was a literal line from the movie. <laughs> So, so they tie does. up fake Motel Larry. They have another town hall meeting, and they're like, Ray Liotta at this point, he's just like, everyone's staying in the room. If someone's out there, I'm going to shoot them. If anyone does shit in here, I'm going to shoot them. Goes to the next room, the mom is dead. You're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, the mom dies. The mom dies. Yeah, and throughout the entire thing, near the dead bodies are hotel keys with numbers, and they're like, okay, cool. So they were all assigned to these hotel rooms, and they all died um, in the hotel rooms, I guess. But then if everyone's in the same room, why would she have a number like, six, right? Yeah, and it was like counting down, so it's like it was 10, 9, down. 8, And so seven, Amanda's six. character goes, what happened to number seven? Yeah. And then they go back outside reverse the truck because they left the stepdad's body <laughs> in the truck and the goddamn building. Yeah. He was still pinned. He was still pinned the entire time. And then Don reaches into his pocket and lo and behold there's there's a seven. seven. <laughs> and there's other random bullshit that happens in this movie where at one point when the prisoner escapes, he leaves the motel complex. He sees like a bunch of lights. Lights. He breaks in and he looks through the window and he's back at the motel complex. So there's something there. They're they're setting shit up. We're like, there's some shit happening here. Yeah, there's some some supernatural something, whatever, right? Yeah. Their possible explanation. (laughs) Yeah. Their possible explanation, because they would have, like, lingering shots in frame for this, and one of the characters actually mentions it, is that that motel was built on ancient Indian burial grounds. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how they don't, they're like, it didn't come out from left field, because she read yeah, she saw a brochure. Brochure, yeah, she saw a brochure that was in the hotel room that told you yeah. this hotel is is buried on ancient Indian. Yeah, so so that's it, guys. You're stuck in some sort of hell. <laughs> and at that point, they start thinking of like why they're here, what they what what could possibly connect them, and they're like, "Oh, I'm from this town, so am I. I was born there. That's one county that's over." Later, though, that's later. Cause that's best- it. Part, yeah, the best part before that, before, what makes them start thinking uh-huh. 
it's like the Ginny character, who is the one who says this is ancient burial ground. She's the one that says, hey, you ever watch that movie of 10 strangers who got stranded on that island and they all start dying? And then I was like, what movie is she talking about? What movie? Exactly. Because I was like, oh, 10 strangers on an island, they start dying. 10 strangers at a motel and they all start dying. I was like, did you just reference your own goddamn Yeah, are you referencing (laughs) identity starring John Cusack? She's become no. self-aware. Oh, Jesus. So, she, that's when they start... They don't really figure it out then, though, right? They're just like, something has to be connecting us, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's... And then that's kind of where they start leaping off and saying, like, oh, we were all born... Yeah. Born in this town. Yeah, and they all have the same birthday. Like, everyone has the everyone same has birthday. The same birthday. John Cusack goes into the motel office and checks all of their IDs. Their names. They all have the same ID, the same birthday, and their names. Their names are all states. states. Yeah. And then he starts doing this, like, what was it? Like he just starts spazzing out for some reason, and then he starts hearing voices. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, who am I speaking to? And he's like, what? Who am I speaking to right now? What is your name? And then you see John John pulled out of the hotel. And all of a sudden, he's sitting in front of the prosecutor, the judge, and and lawyers and doctors. And he's all in white. And you're like, oh, John's the prisoner. Yeah. And then you get real confused. (laughs) (laughs) And then shit's like, you confused? Well, we got more. So So it goes, okay. At this point, Doc Ock is, like, talking to him and saying, who am I speaking to right now? And he's like, we were in the hotel. We were in the hotel. Yeah. And somehow, Doc Ock realizes this is Ed. Yeah. He's like, Ed, Ed. I haven't spoken to you in a while. Where yeah. have you been? And the whole time, we're like, wait, how the fuck? How yeah. the fuck? You're like, time jump? <laughs> he's like, I was just at the hotel. And it's just the whole time you're realizing, oh, these ten characters... Bum, 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 bum. Spoiler plot twist. Yep. Shyamalan uh, twist. <laughs> They're all just different personalities inside the criminal's head. Yep. And then there are like, the way they revealed it, there are like, you see John Cusack and they point a mirror at the guy and all of a sudden John Cusack sees the person. The reflection. The reflection of the person. Of the actual killer. Of the actual murderer and stuff. Yeah. And he starts freaking out. So that's not my face. What'd that's you not, do what'd you do to my face? That was then, a classic John Cusack yelling. Yeah. And then the doctor goes, that's because you're not real. And in my head, I'm like, but he is. <laughs> yeah. He's a real personality. Yeah. Because otherwise, why are we trying? Why are you trying to save why any of this? Why are you trying to do it? <laughs> so it's just, it's so, I will say I did like that scene. Yeah, I think that's the best scene in the movie. I think that was one of the best ones. I did absolutely love that scene where they pulled him out and he's there and he looks like he's he's the one being interrogated and then the face reveal. I thought that was really cool because like at any time that John was trying to get pulled back into the hotel, it would show the real killer's face and then when the doctor would pull him back into the room, it would show John's face. Yeah, and that's where you get 
the explanation of why all the personalities are in this motel mm-hmm. is the medication. Yeah. <laughs> the medication they... is making all the identities confront each other. Yeah, which is reducing the number of identities, as uh, Dr. Octopus said. Reducing it. But Don says they're all dying. They're all dying. (laughs) He's all, you have to murder the one who was the murderer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're all gonna die unless the one who murdered people dies. So go figure it out, John. (laughs) And then at this point, like, the story's still continuing. And then he, in the hotel, so John just blacks out again. And then it just seemed like they're replugging him into the matrix. <laughs> like, go solve this detective. And by the way, uh, like this scene is sandwiched between another death scene where uh, the newlywed and then the kid, John's like, get out of here. Just keep driving until like shit's resolved. So they get in the car, fucking car off camera explodes, and then they run to the fire. And then there's no bodies. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and they go back to all of the dead bodies. And they're all gone. There. And yeah, then, so all the dead bodies disappear, and that triggers John going into like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they all find out their birthdays, and they all find out they're named after states. Yeah, and then once he's plugged <laughs> back into the Matrix, it's like a dude. If you thought John was uninterested and bored, the first eighty minutes of this movie, <laughs> the last ten minutes, he just walks up to the dude, he just start shooting he's taking shots and he's just eating it and just shooting back he's so, like let's wrap this movie up there's a moment though where all of a sudden everyone realizes ray Liotta is a bad guy yeah i don't know how they got to that conclusion because he's still the cop when there's the four left then john leaves and then he comes back and then amanda pete finds out oh he's another He's also a prisoner who killed the original cop and took his identity because that's apparently a thing that. Oh, yeah. We didn't even touch on that. (laughs) Everyone's taking everyone else's identity. Spoiler. It's like Inception, but with identity. And so. (laughs) And so. Amanda finds that out, finds the dead cop in the trunk. No one sees her go into the trunk or go into the, the car and all this stuff, right? So then she's trying to get the motel um Larry Motel Larry <laughs> Motel Larry's attention by doing stage whisper. Yeah. All over the place. And then Which all of a sudden is... Ray Liotta goes up to her and is just like attacking her. Like, where are the truck keys? Yes. And then Motel Larry comes out of nowhere. And then attacks hits. fake cop Ray Liotta. Yeah. And then Ray Liotta wakes up and shoots Motel Larry. <laughs> and then John is all of a sudden back. I don't and then, yeah, he rematerializes, and then that's when the, the grand shootout happens. They like, just keep shooting each other, and it's like they aren't dodging nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then, I hope like, for anyone listening, you watch this movie. And aren't expecting us to just be like, they'll effectively walk us through what happened in this movie. Because I've seen this movie, like, a mere two hours ago. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> we, like, I... Uh, 
we have no words for it's how hard. this movie went about. It was Everything just, was just happening. Yes. A camera was on. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So then that's not the end of it, right? No. So then they're like, the doctor, for some reason, you go back to the the judge's chamber where the doctor and everyone is at. And they're all witnessing this man speak the dialogue of the scenes that yeah. were happening at the hotel. But they have no context. They have no context. They don't know who is talking to who. And then the doctor goes, well, the killer's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so What? <laughs> and then he says, the body that did the killing can't be held for the person who actually killed the kill who killed the people yeah. years ago because the killer is dead now. And we're like, what? What? <laughs> That's the kind of excuse if, like, you catch your significant other, like, texting another person. And then you're they're like, I'm going to break up with you. And you're like, no, you can't do that. You're like, what? Why? And they're like, someone else had my phone at the time, but that person is gone now. You can't break up with me. And you're like, that sounds legit. But that was you. But that was you. You're like, no, that was someone else. But that person is gone now. Okay. And you're like, uh, uh, okay, all right. And then so the prosecutors and the judge are like, good deal. He's yours now. Cool. And that was it. So Amanda Pete. Le- okay. So the so timeline. So, you take care of the prisoner timeline. I'll take care of the Amanda Pete timeline. Okay. So everyone else, the ten the ten guests in this shitty motel, are dead. They're all dead. Yes. Uh, so we're we're led to believe that Amanda Pete is the person in the charge now. The She's the lone survivor. She is the one who will function as this person. Um, so in her head, she's going to this orange grove, which she told John Cusack about, and she's living her life. But in reality, she's, uh, in our, our, our world, she's in the backseat of a van being transported again. The prisoner is in the backseat. He's mostly comatose. It looks like he's retreated into his head. And so his main personality, who's supposed to be Amanda Pete, is, is living her, um, her dream right because yeah. she's the hooker with the heart of gold and so she has her own little spot and is just living yeah and, and planting groves Plant oranges. oranges florida oranges yeah oh just and, and then <laughs> we cut back to the orange grove planting seeds and then all of a sudden sh- more shit started happening and then you're you just get this uneasy feeling you're like this movie's not over more shit's about to happen because you see what you see in the prisoner is that all of a sudden you see the prisoner kind of slumped going no 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 and the doctor's like what's wrong so he opens the little cage to get to the prisoner yes so he has easy access to her uh, him yes and what's happening in the prisoner's head is this it's just we get a montage <laughs> Of all of the deaths that we did not get to witness in real time as this story was being told. So we get all the blanks filled in on how these deaths happened. 
and then it's revealed to us that all of these murders were were uh, pulled off by this little kid who we were led to believe was dead, but he's not dead. He was the person murdering. Like he orchestrated his mom getting run over. Yes. He planned his dad to get run or stepdad to get run over. Yes. He stabbed the shitty newlywed husband. And Suzanne. And Suzanne. Mm-hmm. He. I don't know how he jammed that giant bat down, baby. <laughs> Uh, the the fucking Prisoner. prisoner's throat, um, but blew up Ginny. So and like, then blew up Ginny, and then walked away from an exploding car like a fucking badass. That was I have to say that was my absolute favorite scene was yeah. when when they showed the child walking away from this fiery car wreck, and yeah. it was just I would like burst out into laughing, and I'm like I had this moment of like. This movie is brilliant, but stupid. But this scene is so brilliant. And it's just, it's, it's very much the, I don't know, when was, when was the whole, like, trope of the evil child movies? Like, Good Son. Like, The know, Omen and stuff? Like, because they brought The Omen, omen. yeah. Stuff like that. Because he seriously had those, there's that gif of the little girl, like, looking up, and then she looks at the camera, and she looks all sinister. Yeah. Like, he literally did that in every... Every shot he was in. Every kill scene. Like, the the best is when he kills his mom, he covers his face, and then he looks back, and he has, like, the the evil face. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh my god. (laughs) And then... And then... so, So we have that montage, and then he picks up a gardening tool. Yeah. The one that she had, right? Or the one that she had. So she saw a child who she thought was dead, followed her to Florida in her head cannon, dropped her fucking gardening tool. He, I guess he picked it up and she did nothing. Yeah. And then, um, as he was saying, he started saying a line that the prisoner was the saying prisoner at the exact same Cause time. it's same time. Yeah. Which what was it exactly? It was. Whores um, don't get second chances. Right. Whores don't get second chances. And then and he, he swipes at her. And and she dies. And then she dies. And yes. And so since she was the main personality or mm-hmm. for a while, she just got murked by this child, the murderer. The murderer who committed those murders many, many years ago. Yeah. So then like the murderer didn't die. He's still in the the guy's body. And then he kills Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah. And so during the prison transport, Doc Ock dies. I think he gets strangled? We and He then, gets choked out, but then the car pulls to the side. The car and then, swerves. Yeah. The van swerves, and it, it definitely looks like like a repeat of the beginning where like the family's car swerved at the same way, right? Yeah. And then it just stops. And in my head, I'm like, why is the other cop just watching him get choked out? Yeah, he's just like, oh, shit, you're going to (laughs) die. And there's no armed guard there for how dangerous this person, because they're like, we trust you, Doc Ock. You do good psychiatric work. (laughs) 
There's no, no need for armed guards here. There's no real like shackle. You know how mm-hmm. you're supposed to like shackle the prisoner to the floor of the the Nope. Nope. He just wasn't shackled. And why would you even have that opening for the gate? Or like yeah, exactly. here's the burger from the drive thru, eat up. Like, no, wait till you unload him properly and safely through the back. Yeah. Like this movie. So the last scene of the movie is just you watch this car kind of veer and then it stops on the side of the road. And then that's fucking it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm wondering, slight, lightweight praying that there's a post credit scene. I was just thinking that. I was like, would that make it better? Because I just, you know, I, I almost wanted... That silence of the lambs, Hannibal talking on the payphone at the end. Like, I just wanted to see this guy, this prisoner, this murderer that went through this whole thing. I wanted to see him kind of walk free. Just to be that bitch. Because I was like, oh, come on. But then you give him that opening and like, all right, identity too. Still searching. I don't, I, I wanted <laughs> something. But that was it. I was just like, all right. If say anything was so pivotal in our in our whatever lives, like our grand question last time was like, do we still believe in romantic gestures, these grand romantic gestures? And I asked you, what would be the big question for this movie you know, to what's talk the big about? Theme? Like what's the story? Like why why what? any of this? Like, what is it? <laughs> and I'm looking back at my notes, and the whole time I'm just looking at plot holes or, like, funny parts where I'm just like, why the fuck? Like, I was like, John didn't emote in this movie the entire time. Yeah, he looked bored. He was like, you guys didn't let me bring my friends. <laughs> and then what really made me mad is that everyone was a Taurus. And my Taurus ass is like, if you were all Tauruses, you would not be acting this way. Yeah. Because I was like, what? What? So that made me sad. I was like, why have be Taurus? Why couldn't they be Scorpios or some other, like, you know? I'm just over here, like, yeah, don't represent me. <laughs> Taurus are like the most, and again, I am a Taurus and much love to Tauruses. We're the most lazy ass motherfuckers. Like, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to go around and, like, <laughs> Someone died in the dryer? That's, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll be in my room. I'm not going to camp out with you guys. We're going to be in my room privately. <laughs> Leave me alone. We're leaving in the morning. I just, oh, God. I looked at my notes because I was just sitting there taking notes throughout this movie. There's various arrows going everywhere. There's random boxes. There's numbers for whatever reason here. And then I think that's where in the movie is brilliant because you watch it, you try and talk about it, you write notes about it. And through this movie, your notes will look like it was written by 10 different people. And none of them is you. Cause I don't know what this means. Yeah. This journal is just confusing. There's God. I think at one point I just, again, I have to go and I have to go back to this like peak white people dumbassery. Because it's like, what? 
why are you going out into the dark? Why are yeah. you leaving the room? Why are you doing all these things? And there's this part right after, I think, the kid and the girl supposedly get blown up in the car. Mm-hmm. And they can't find the bodies. And Amanda Pete just goes, I give up. Yeah. Runs out into the rain and screams at the sky in her best, like, I know what you did last summer moment. And yeah. just screams, what do you want us to do? What who are you? What's going on? And I'm like, yeah, because that's the best way to find out answers. Yeah. That's how things get resolved in real life. And I'm just the whole time, the whole time, I'm like, what is the point of this movie? So <laughs> we both sighed. There's I just what's the question, John? Mm. And like this... I don't know. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No. <laughs> go ahead, please. Because it's like I don't even know how to even come close to the idea of like this is using a real mental illness or or you know yeah it's not like we need to shine light on this thing you're like no it's using a real a real disorder dissociative identity disorder which they actually named correctly in the film which i was like huh because like the i think the newest movie using using this as a trope for a criminal was split split yeah and but even, even for split they didn't really advance their narrative for this condition they're just like well some dude kills people and then superhuman power yeah he turns into <laughs> professor x turns into beast and he kills people you're like what is there more to that he's like yeah sometimes he's a lady but even then, you feel sympathy for when he dies at the end because he dies as as his name, right? And he, you feel yeah. sympathy, right? Like, cause I felt sympathy when he. I, died. I, I just really like McAvoy. I thought he really he did a good job. I didn't like the last Glass movie, the Glass movie, but yeah. I thought he did a really good job of just like carrying all that, and yeah. the fucking movie because he was the only one really working. <laughs> but yeah, like this movie is just. Shutter Island, Memento, Inception, and Split, but all of the worst parts of it. Which, uh... How do we die? <laughs> like that's it's it's to the point where we can't even form words. About it's this movie. yeah. I mean, it's a it's a fun movie to put on in the background if you're doing something. Yeah. Right, but again, like it doesn't. I don't feel like it added anything. And you said it had pretty high marks. No. Um, some people raved about it, but it was those reviews are fr- from during that time when it was released. So yeah, two thousand three to like I guess two thousand three and then two thousand five when it was released on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. Because like I'm I'm trying to think about you know seventeen years ago how old I would have been. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like twenty two. What twenty like twenty two year old Grace would have thought about this movie, and I know exactly who I'd have seen it with too. And so I'm just like, did we like it? Because <laughs> I remember having some type of a thing of like, oh yeah, I thought Identity was good, and then thirty eight. Oh fuck, how old am I? Thirty nine, thirty eight, late thirties. Grace is just like, what happened? Uh, What's going on here? I don't know, like. <laughs> 
I don't know. Like, this is so hard to talk about. <laughs> For anyone who listened to this last podcast and then for anyone who listened to the last podcast and decided they're watching identity next i'm gonna watch along with them i'm so sorry we made you watch this movie oh we are going through every movie we are going to have those moments yeah wait until we get to like post hot tub time machine john and all the fun we're gonna have like we were talking about it before we recorded but we're gonna talk about the raven which we haven't seen we're going to talk about a movie that he did with Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> John Cusack did a movie with Jackie Chan. Um, so buckle up, guys. <laughs> See, but that's the thing. is like we're not knocking his performance here. Because, I mean, he was. He had... We kind of did, though. We're like, he looked bored. Looked that's, uninterested. That's the thing. Because it was like he didn't really. Like when he had his time to shine. Like his yeah. monologue. Yeah, his monologue and then the the reveal where it's revealed to him that he is the prisoner. Yeah. When he, he put in allowed work. to act. Yeah. It was really good. But it's again, just... like nothing about this movie contributed anything. Yeah, <laughs> like those moments were that. good. <laughs> but is it worth yeah, watching see, this like... hour and twenty minute movie that felt like an hour and forty? No. I would say just read Wikipedia. No, not even I that. Because that. I think just listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job of trying to formulate well, we're words, to piece together things. Because you know, in the last one, we were like really connecting it. We were like sharing things from our lives. Blah blah blah. This one, we were just like, let's just tell you what happens in the movie. Yeah, let's try and talk about what happened and how because... it affected us. Because the last one, I was just like, yeah, we're talking about some shit about, like, life, relationships, the IRS, (laughs) (laughs) real shit. And then for this one, we're like, this happened. Amanda Peet is dead. (laughs) She might have been a prostitute. Unconfirmed. Uh, True. Jake Busey was there. People got run over. The dude from Scrubs was here. Doc Ock was here. The guy who plays Reverse Flash from Legends of Tomorrow showed up in a really small... You know, like, that's the things that... (laughs) happened in this movie for us the last one like we went on for like an hour and 20 here we're like let's run through the movie talk about it for 50 minutes i think we're done (laughs) yeah yeah because i think it was just too many characters there is too many like really we didn't even know their names until the end and then i was like oh that's their names cool i'm gonna write that down so i can remember yeah the, like the main thing I, I was just writing their names down and then the number they were murdered in that was like my that's main exactly thing what I, did. I was I like was if like, we're having hey, a countdown i guess yeah. that's important especially there's that weird thing in the beginning where they close the door and then the six turned into a nine yeah i was like all right that's gonna tie in later it did but wasn't worth it like <laughs> i guess yeah i was I like i think it was supposed to be rooms right like yeah but then you realize that was a countdown. <laughs> I I remember. Okay, weird. I just whoa, that's weird. I just thinking of that shot. I, it made me think of the trailer for this movie and what I thought this movie was going to be about. Okay. But for whatever reason, when it went from six to nine, mm-hmm. I thought it was like 
something about like the devil or something where it's like that's room six like i was a i I don't know i was a much more foolish uh dumber person yeah dumber however long ago that was but in my head when i first saw the trailer like way back in 2003 i was like that's six turned to a nine is that like it's like six 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 i don't know but that doesn't make sense because it's six turned to a nine anyway spider-man one comes out this year (laughs) i think it really tried to throw you for a loop and i thought there was going to be some type of supernatural you mean yeah you mean it's more to this than the indian burial ground which they barely it was just a thought yeah it wasn't even a, a fleshed out thing it was just a thought and i'm like was that supposed to be like a red herring was that like what is this yeah, where people are like, yes, that is what's happening here. <laughs> so do we rate this movie? Is that what we're doing? Are we rating this movie? Are we... Uh, what is this podcast second I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, because we told people to watch it. So if you watched it beforehand, Dude, we're sorry. You, <laughs> I was say, if you know us, can you yeah. tell us what you thought of when you watched that? that identity? Yeah, p- please. Like, if you know us. Or if you've listened and like we have an Instagram now, so please like message us or comment. We want to talk about this with other people or for people who went through this with us. Let's talk about it because it's like half of this podcast, half the episodes will be like John Cusack praise and the other half will be like a support group for the movies we watched. Yeah. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen a lot. Oh, no. Especially for the later ones. I'm sorry. Rewatching High Fidelity. It's fine. We're getting there. That's going to be the big build. <laughs> but if, all right. So we saw this one. And I don't want, like, I don't want this to be just like us being mean to movies that John, John did. So what should our next podcast episode be? Like, what do we talk about next? Let's, let's bring some stuff should we up. Should we go to, like, one that well, I we think, know for sure or should I, we just like keep shooting i think part of the reason why we were like what's up with identity is because he's just coming off of of rom-coms yeah right so should we just go back to a rom-com i yeah let's go like i feel like we talk about more <laughs> stuff when it's like rom-coms because like yeah, there's a meat cute in this, but it's not fun like we wanted. Um, fuck. But I think because they kept teasing some type of a love story here. Because yeah. they only had like 10 minutes to wrap shit up. They're like, they couldn't really flesh out the love story between John's character and Amanda Peet. Yeah. Which at the end, I totally thought they were going to kiss. And I don't know if that kiss would have like lightly made this movie better <laughs> well see if you like the chemistry between john and amanda pete a future movie that i joked that we were going to do next but probably not after this episode oh god is 2012 they came john probably is like hey i'm about to do, do another tra- uh, a movie that's a train wreck you know who was fun to work with when i did a train wreck movie amanda pete let's try and get her <laughs> so they come back uh together um, I joked earlier about how this year's such a mess that we should do 2012 next. 
I think we should do something else now. Yeah, I didn't plan. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break from 2012. All right. Um, um, let's do a rom com. Can I do Gross Point? We can do Gross Point. That'll be let's, a big one. Okay, let's do Gross Point. So please, I promise you, people <laughs> who listen, we probably will say and gladly say that Gross Point Blank is a good movie. We oh. both love it, so we're not shooting blindly in the dark for this one. Yes. Uh, watch Gross Point Blank with us, and we will talk about it for the next episode. Um, Which, whenever that shows up. Yeah. I know we said weekly, but and this one is coming out a week after the first one, but also we recorded that one a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Also, so. <laughs> um, you should know not to listen to what I say, because in that same fucking five minutes of saying it so weekly, I tell you guys that I lead by starting my interaction with people saying that I'm named after John Cusack. So I'm not very reliable in that sense. So don't trust anything that I say. So don't trust us. Don't trust us. Trust the so media. an episode happens when it happens. Um, if anything, we just need time to recover from identity, and figure out what the hell happened in this movie. But thank you for watching identity. For those of you who did, thank Yay. you for listening. Please send us messages. Yeah. And if there's a John Cusack movie that's a little bit under the radar that you think we should watch, oh, please let us know. Um, like, like we said earlier, if you did see Identity, let us know what you thought about it. If you saw it be, like before listening to this podcast, or if you saw it because of us, we're <laughs> sorry, but let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> we're just here to talk about movies and John Cusack. Yep. So... That's it for this episode, guys. Anything else you wanted to say, Grace? No, I just... If yeah. you watch this, enjoy the ride. It's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Watch it for John Cusack uh, being a detective in the rain. Yes. Watch it for the big reveal, and then watch it for the kid walking away from an explosion. Oh, just that. Just watch it for that. I feel like I should cut those clips... And then put it on our Instagram so people could watch the best scenes. Yes. <laughs> so I'll try and do that for you guys. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching the John Cusack's movies with us if you did. Um, I'm trying not to end this like I end my YouTube videos. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for doing what people do during podcasts. Uh, I don't know how to end this, Grace. Please help me. Okay. Um, and we will hopefully see listen hear you hear us next week <laughs> yeah we'll see you when you see ya all right uh, that fucking makes no sense bye guys just we're like falling apart movie. just like this movie let's just end just yeah end. just, just end, end. Just like the movie yeah we did it bye bye <laughs>